Peace and blessings, everybody. You're now listening to the Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the Good Brother. I am the original black man. I am Reek. And this is Reek Week. Now, as you sit there in your car, at your desk, in your crib, you're like, yo, what the fuck is Reek Week? And I'm here to tell you. Uh, The last week of every month, I'm going to give you a podcast every day. So from today till next Monday, it's going down in a major way, my nigga. It's motherfucking Reek Week. This is inspired by Shark Week. How come sharks can get a week just uh, solely to showcase how ill they are? But there's no Reek. There's no, I'm sorry. There's no week for the reek so uh every last week of the month look forward to reek week you know what i'm saying when i'm providing you with that fire commentary and uh that fire podcasting content material you know what i mean so i'm gonna be switching up throughout the week because if you haven't been able to tell by now i'm talking to myself um as opposed to me chronicling my life, then doing another segment where I uh, show I, I tell you guys about social commentary and then I answer emails. I'm going to be blending them throughout the week because niggas just need the content. I'm not going to lie to you. So um, before we lock into the episode, I just want to give you a few announcements. First and foremost, I'm throwing another party. Jack in the box, B-O-C-K-S. Uh, the OG black man. Uh, that is my motherfucking Twitter handle and IG handle. The reason why I'm telling you that is because you can go on my bio, you go to my link tree, you press that shit, you pay for that shit. It's $30 for unlimited Jack Daniels. Now, I don't know how many of you guys drink, but if you do drink and you don't do what I do and you don't pregame, then you're spending a whole lot of money when you buy drinks in the spot. And I mean, uh, if you're someone who's attracted to women, or if you're attracted to whoever you're attracted to, you go into the spot and I'm saying you buy a drink for yourself, that's $14. You buy another drink for maybe the lovely lady or the lovely gentleman, uh, that's another $14, $28. And you leave in tips, so that's what, $35, $36? I mean, maybe $40 if you're feeling froggy. That's just two drinks. You give me $30, you go into a function where there's going to be a live DJ, and you're going to be drinking for the rest of the night for free. And the reason why I say it's for free is because if you pay $30 right now, the party's in November. You're going to forget that you spent the $30. I'm like, oh, shit, I can get drunk for free today? And that's what it's going to feel like. So make sure, Jack in the Box, you check that out. Uh, another announcement that I have is I've been looking at the analytics. And with the help of Anchor, I'm able to see where people are listening to how people are listening to, and when people are listening to my show. And an astounding 90% of you guys are listening to me on your iPhone. So that leads me to say this. You need to rate my goddamn show. Leave a review of my goddamn show. If you're listening on the podcast app, and I know you are because Anchor told me. So if you're listening to me on SoundCloud, I definitely appreciate the love. If you're listening to me on Google Play, I'm appreciating the love. If you're listening to me on Spotify, I'm appreciating the love. If you're listening to me on CastBox, I'm appreciating the love. Uh, if you're listening to me on any t- other type of streaming type of service, I appreciate the love. But if you're listening to me on the iTunes app, this is imperative. Leave a rating, leave a review, and hold it down. Um, as far as announcements are concerned, I think I'm going to conclude them. Maybe I'll tell you more announcements as they pop into my mind. But I've already wasted almost four minutes of your time. So... 
my weekend let me tell you motherfuckers about my weekend friday my man chris got married i mean i've known his wife ashley since i was about 20 years old uh they've been in and out of love you know how that goes for upwards of 10 years now they met each other like 15 16 years ago and i've been to a lot of weddings before uh i've been to my cousin's wedding i've been to my man posh's older brother's wedding i've been to my uncle's wedding uh i've been to my ex-girlfriend's uncle's wedding i believe that was her uncle that was just a close friend uh so i've been to about five or six in my adult life i know i didn't just tell you five or six examples but y'all niggas gotta hold it down anyway this is my first wedding to where we were the adults in the room if that makes sense so in other weddings someone older than me was always getting married so you have the older crowd uh pretty much there to share the ceremony with the bride and the groom but i was in the wedding this time i was a groomsman so everyone was relatively my age which just showed me how fucking old i'm getting because if you looked around the dance floor in the room like if i was to bring my younger cousin there i would be viewed as the adult that's dancing on the dance floor which was like a surreal experience to go from being just a a spectator in the wedding to being the young oh Tariq how school I'm fucking 29 I haven't been in school in years but people only remember when they last seen you so I go Tariq how school you're Tariq how's this or Tariq what you doing with your life but now I'm going in there and I would be the person asking the younger person about school which was fucking crazy another thing that was crazy is I was drinking for six hours straight so the fact I'm even podcasting today just shows you that I'm a fucking example of resilience and no liquor can ever defeat me because I'm the fucking original. You understand that? And another thing, amongst friends, uh, if you guys are like me and you have a large group of friends, we just need to start doing things to where we can see each other outside of uh, weddings and funerals because this shit is not the wave, yo. Because I was in that room and all the homies were there. Not all of them. There was a good 40% that was missing. But everybody was having fun. Everybody was laughing. Everybody was drinking. Everybody was making jokes. And even in the wedding, I'm like, damn, I'm never going to see this collective of niggas for a really long time. And that shit really bothered me. I see everybody individually. Like with all my friends, I make sure that I keep in contact and I hang out with them. Uh, not even sparingly, but with a with a relative amount of frequency, just to make sure that the vibe is right. But to see all of us there and all of us laughing and all of us taking squad pictures and all that type of shit, it was really uh, something dope. And as a groomsman, I got a decanter. Now, if you're not familiar with what a decanter is, uh, whenever you watch a show or you watch a movie and there's like the prototypical office scene where it's like, yo, step into my office, that glass container that's holding the liquor but you don't know what the liquor is unless he tells you that's a decanter and i finally own one so not only am i the original but i'm also the distinguished it's also come to my attention that i'm a sex symbol now i know i've said this uh in past episodes but i really need to start putting this shit in your mind that in my ascension into sex symbolism i'm going to make sure i never forget where i came from because there was a time where i was looking melancholy there was a point in time to where I was looking downtrodden. There was a point in time to where I wasn't the best representation of myself. And these days, with my 208-pound stature, with my broad shoulders, my chiseled jawbone, and my 
almost perfect hairline and my lack of facial hair is becoming more visible and more prominent than I'm a fucking sex symbol. And I need to start being addressed as such. So when you see me, I have many monikers. I'm the original black man. I'm the good brother. You know what I'm saying? I'm the distinguished black man. But uh, the sex symbol, feel more than free to address me as that. Next day, let's fast forward. I indulged in some Korean barbecue. I was in Flushing, Queens. And I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but I would suggest that you do so. Um, Google, I forgot the name of the place, man. I should have fucking written this down for content purposes. But I was in this place and I, how can I, how can I frame this? So, you know, in uh, Benihana's whatever, they cook the food right in front of you. I thought this is one of the only restaurants that did this. To my surprise, I come in. I sit down with the person I was with. If you would like to know who I was with, you can mind your fucking business. And we're sitting down, we're eating, and they make the food legitimately right in front of you. Now, I mean, now you can actually die because of the amount of meat paws that uh, they offer you. But whatever you ask, I had uh, bean sprouts for the first time. I had kimchi for the first time. And they gave you this myriad of... um of meats that they can prepare in front of you or they give you type of soups and eggs and this shit was just a dope ass experience and it's $30 per person and that shit is fucking worth it I'm not gonna lie to you so if you're in the Flushing area just uh, google that spot up uh, I really forgot what the name of the spot was but I'm pretty sure all Korean barbecue places operate under this to where you get unlimited food for a two hour time period and you can just eat and enjoy yourself and drink wine and drink beer and talk about fucking politics whatever the fuck you guys talk about and then afterwards i took a nap because the itis is still prevalent in my life and after i woke up from my food written nap i went to my man orlando's house now orlando uh manages and is a part of a show by the name of hello white people he also manages so shameless shout out to dear orlando roy tahoe tv daja bell DJ Trom, shout out to them because those are my family. Although Tahoe be on some weird shit. This nigga, just, he's just a weird guy, man. Not for nothing. He's just, I got to do a whole episode based off of Tahoe and Mouse. Because those are two weird individuals. They're my friends. I actually love them. Although Tahoe doesn't look to be, he will be receptive to my love because he has his own demons. But yeah, I love those guys. But Tahoe is a very, very, very strange man. A man that... I'm happy that I'm friends with because you need to be around certain people to have certain experiences. If you're just around the same person all the time, then how can you grow? Anywho, I go to fucking uh, Orlando's house and I had the fucking time of my life. There was a few people there, some creative, some weren't. Uh, and just being around good energy, good food. I had some Ox Tailington, uh, PN Rise, you know what I'm saying? Uh, all that shit was just really magical. I had way too much fucking Jamaican rum. I had Appleton and Ray and Nephew mixed. And I put the pineapple juice with the motherfucking cranberry and that thing in order for me to get saucy because I was sober and I didn't like it. Now, I didn't think I was going to drink because I went hard on the paint the night before, but you only live once. Um, Sunday, that's when things really started to get a little dicey because we had a flag football game. Now, I'm a part of a league. And let's not get it confused. It's not semi-pro because I'm not into getting my brain hidden uh, for free. But it's flag. 
And I'm starting to really get aggravated. Now, a few of my teammates listen to the show, and I promised Ryan and I promised Keith, and I actually love this team. Like, nobody argues. Everybody's on each other's side. All we do is give handshakes and daps, and it's it's something that I'm not legitimately used to because it's very seldom that you're part of a team where the unity is this strong, and I would never in good conscience fuck it up. But I do have to release this frustration somewhere, so I'm going to release it to the listeners of my show. Um, these niggas is not giving me the rock, son. Now, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know how to go about this. I'm trying to be civil. But the quarterback uh, is not really in tune with my abilities as a flag football player. I've been a part of uh, flag teams that have gone to the championship. I've been a part of flag team. The majority of the flag teams I've been a part of have all been to the playoffs. And more likely than not, I'm usually either the first or second person in touchdowns. Um, I'm a goddamn deep threat. All I do is go deep, but I can get some routes off. Now, I mean, I do a hook route, button hook, all that type of shit. And I'm usually like the big playmaker on the team. And how I'm being utilized in this offense is I'm being told to set picks for other receivers. If you're not familiar with what that is, just uh, give me a second so I can vent a little bit. And I'm getting thrown to legitimately one time a game. And it was told to my cousin because the only reason why I'm on this team is because I love my cousin Ryan and uh, my other team uh, dissipated. So I was like, you know what? As opposed to me just going on the trade and block and going on Facebook and claiming to be a free agent, let me go play with my cousin. And I know his team. I'm familiar with his team. Uh, it's ran by my man, Mana, that I've known for years, actually. One of the five white people that I actually like. And matter of fact, it's more than five at this point because I've been meeting some cool white people lately. Anywho, I'm like, you know, I'm going to play with them. And in the grand scheme of things, they really don't need me because I play safety and nobody in flag really throws deep like that. And I'm not really being utilized in the offense. So if I wasn't there, then it really wouldn't be a big deal, which really has me in a space to where I'm not really trying to complain. But I'm a big play receiver, man. And it was told to my cousin that the quarterback needs another big play person. I'm hands down the fastest person on the team. I get to the I get to the money. I get buckets in a basketball sense and in a football sense, and I'm not being utilized, and it's starting to frustrate me. He didn't give me the ball all year last year. I'm like, all right, this year I'm gonna prove myself, and it's not even like I'm getting I'm being given opportunities. I'm fucking up. He's not even looking in my direction, and it's really starting to really bother me in a real way. Cause all I ask for is a chance. Now, if I'm given a chance and I'm fucking up and I'm dropping the ball and I'm not getting open, all the other type of shit, then that's one thing. But my big play making ability isn't isn't even being in a place where it can be showcased. So if any of you guys have some goddamn advice on how I can politely go to the quarterback and without looking like I'm complaining, just have a civil conversation as to how I can start getting the ball more, I am all ears because I'm starting to run out of answers. I'm not going to quit the team. I'm never going to quit this team. I love this team. I love what this team is about. They hang out with each other in the summer, all kind of shit. But... The young God needs the rock, man. I mean, we lost 28-27 yesterday. And the only reason why we got four touchdowns is because he's looking at three people. He, The quarterback legitimately looks at three people. And I'm like, yo, what is going on? If you just looked on this end of the field, you would see that I'm getting open remotely every goddamn route I'm running. And you're not even giving the young God a chance. Um, 
so as the season progresses i'm gonna let you guys know what's going on i'm gonna tell y'all if i'm starting to get the rock because i ain't going out like that now we're about the we're at the 16 minute mark now y'all need a drink i need some food yeah i mean y'all need to go on pause and do you need to sneak to the bathroom and take an illegal break on company time i already know how that goes yeah i mean you can't walk in with your headphones on the floor so you need to uh do some uh, mysterious nonsense just to go take a quick piss before your supervisor comes and blacks on you. I know how it goes. I mean, take take a moment. Take a time. Want to go to the fridge real quick. If you want to get out the car, maybe take a piss outside because you're not near a bathroom. I know how it goes. All right, that should be enough time. You know what I'm saying? If not, just press pause. I'll be here when you get back. And uh, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I mean, I'm going to be reading emails throughout the week because I have seven episodes to do. And whenever I get my email bag, that's when I'm the most long winded. So do me a favor. Good brother experience at Yahoo dot com. Please email me through the week. Like I'm begging you, please. I need the content and I want to see what you guys are talking about. I mean, we are in this together. Although it's the good brother experience, uh, we can have these experiences with one another. And I'm saying you can tell me what's going on. And later in the week uh there's something i think i want to do i think there's some not innovative stuff but there's some things that i don't particularly hear on podcasting that i really want to implement to my show so uh i'm gonna do that probably wednesday or thursday and i'm gonna see you guys are with it anywho let's touch one of these emails do 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 and maybe after this email too i can get into a current event so you know that's what i'll do i'll Mix in a current event, I'll mix in the email, I'll tell you what the fuck I was doing throughout the day, and we're gonna take it like that. Now let me make sure I get to everyone. This comes from Jack. And this is entitled Kobe Hoops. There's been a ton of speculation about Kobe Hoops over the years. As one of the OGs of this Kobe Hoop shit, who in your eyes is a part of the Kobe Skill Hoops Mount Rushmore? I'm excluding myself primarily because I'm more so concerned with you guys who are there before myself. That's a fucking easy question. First and foremost, it's me. Know what I'm saying? As far as open records concerned, open records going down every goddamn afternoon at 6 or 6.30. And um, we had the women that was cutting class and all kind of shit just literally just sitting on the sideline watching us play open rec basketball niggas don't have that sauce night there no more y'all don't got the women folk on the sideline with the protruding uh gluteus maximus just waiting for your arrival after you give niggas buckets y'all niggas don't got it like that so first and foremost it's me i don't give a fuck what nobody says i am in the mount rushmore of the kobe hoops as far as open run is concerned know what i mean number two is my man nick uh nick was my roommate and there's no way i'm ever going to uh front on him nicholas banks he most recently just had a child i believe his at name was foreign club nick on ig he don't got twitter so it's me and nick hands down the third person is neef neef uh i forgot his goddamn ig name but neef was a light-skinned dude uh he's from the albany area and that nigga was mad hard to stop i'm not gonna lie to you. he used to smoke before the game smoke after the game and he had like this deceptive Andre Miller, you can't take the ball away from type of handle. He could OD shoot. He was laying niggas doing all kind of shit. The fourth person is my man Swag. Every time Swag was on a team, his name is a uh, Swag with two G's on IG. I forget the rest of his name. Uh, he's the person that actually introduced me to Taylorport, and he was also uh, should I tell this? Yeah, why not? So there were these uh these prostitutes, right? These two women. 
uh, at first their pimp was like some black girl that was around their age, and then they went rogue, went independent. And what they was doing, what they were doing is they were walking around the campus and they were selling vagina for ten dollars, and they were selling fellatio for five dollars. So what Swag would do is he would have five dollar bills all around his room. He would have him, he he would have them stacked one on top of each other like Uno cards. And every day he would call one of the two white women to give him some fellatio. Then he would go about his day. And one of these days, uh, I saw the white woman leaving his room because I had to go to his room for something. And nigga was like, "Yo, bro, this is now I'm about to have a drink before open rec." So I'm like, "You about to drink before before you play?" And he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Ah, right, you're my type of nigga." So we're sitting there, we're talking, and he's like, "Yo, son, you um, you ever fucked with this Taylor Port shit?" I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" He's like, "It's wine." I'm like, "Wine? You trying to have sex with me? What the fuck you offering me wine for? Are you out of your mind? You trying to set the mood in here?" Nigga started laughing. He was like, "Nah, nah, nah, nothing like that, bro. I'm telling you." This shit is the wave. If you don't want hard liquor, take a drink of this. Now, I believe this is 2012 at the time. So, to you guys, you guys are calling a great penny, but I was on this shit about eight or nine years ago. You know what I'm saying? And he poured me a glass of this thing. And, not a glass, I should say a, a red a red cup. Although, Cobal Skill was a dry campus, we was drinking every day in every way. You best believe it. And I had a sip of that thing. I'm like, hmm. I enjoy the taste of this. I finished the cup. Asked, asked that man, like, you know what? You have this fucking big-ass gallon of teleport in here. Pour me up another cup. I'm not getting sauced. Guzzled another cup. I went to my third cup. I filled it by halfway. I drank that shit. And when I tell you I was in open wreck shooting from half court, niggas was stripping me. Niggas was motherfucking blocking by shot. I couldn't go to the rack. Motherfucking... Everything I was doing was off the dribble nonsense. I was airborne. I was definitely embarrassing myself in front of the hoes. And it's all because of Taylorport. Ever since then, I have Taylorport in the tuck. Now, because of Twitter and IG, everybody knows that it's Grey Penny. But what I will tell you is there was two drinks that can ease the mood as far as parties are concerned. Or ease the mood or ease the tension when you're trying to be in a more intimate setting. And that is motherfucking Grey Penny which is Taylorport, and that is Pinnacle. Now, a lot of you guys are probably about 24, 25, so you don't understand the importance of Pinnacle. But when Pinnacle was popping at about 2010, 2011, when they started coming out with Swedish fish colors and cotton candy and all that type of stupid shit, Pinnacle was how you got the deal done, and that's how the game was won, and that's how the cake was motherfucking baked. You know what I'm saying? If you wasn't baking cake after drinking Pinnacle, your batter wasn't strong, and that's what I'm going to say about that. Uh, so, yeah, as far as the Mount Rushmore is concerned, it was me, my man Nick, it was Neef, and no swag, and it's hands down. Uh, we would do 4-on-4 four four against anybody, and we would kill niggas. I mean, that's just the vibes niggas is on. So, Jack, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for emailing me. That's a cool brother himself, which is nice and ball. Now, I mean, he has a, he has a jump shot type of again i'm seeing if you leave this nick open this definitely splash so um i actually got a chance to meet your girlfriend when i was at my man mike's barbecue and i'm saying she seemed to be cool she was standoffish because you can tell that she didn't really nobody at the party but um she was black which is dope because you uh basketball players that go into coaching you guys tend to uh wife white women so the fact that she was black was definitely great to see and uh please keep uh writing in jack you my man for real you know what i mean so uh do 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 let's get another let's get another email in i'm feeling froggy i'm feeling it i'm in the motherfucking game yeah i'm saying um this comes from you can call me stephanie all right so stephanie i definitely will address you as such the don'ts 
of shooting shots. Greetings. You can call me Stephanie. It has come to my attention, thanks to your show, that women are not proficient at shooting their shot. You read some success stories, however, I am curious to know what are the what are the things that women should definitely not do when shooting their shot. I will be returning to the dating scene after a long hiatus due to school and would welcome any advice. Thanks, Stephanie. All right, Stephanie. Uh, from my understanding, you had a boyfriend and you was out the paint and the vagina was caged. And you want to mask the fact that you was in a relationship with saying you were in school. But you can't trick the good brother. You know what I'm saying? I've seen it all. So, you want to dip the toe into the dating pool. And I'm here to help you. Now, as you did say in my earlier episodes, there were definitely success stories uh, in regards to women shooting their shot effectively. But um, if you want to know the don'ts, uh, this is what you don't do. I said this before, I'm going to say it again. This whole tactic of being in a guy's line of vision, of what you think is his line of vision, and staring at him profusely until he looks at you back, and then when he looks at you back, you just look away, and you think that the fact you guys locked eyes for a few seconds is his opening fucking sign to come over there and start talking to you, that is a terrible way of getting the job done, Stephanie. Stephanie, if you want to fucking approach niggas, it's very simple. But you want to know what not to do. So I'm going to explain to you what to do after I explain to you what not to do because I want to answer your question very uh, straightforward. Uh, one, you don't do the lock eyes trick. Two, you don't do the thing where you just walk past him all throughout the night and hope that he grabs your arm. Three, um, you don't still do some weird shit like, hi, how you doing? And just make shit mad, weird, and uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Four, you don't have the mindset that if this nigga doesn't come to me, then it's not meant to be. Let me just approach uh, someone else. That is God awful. Five, what you don't do is... The first time, the first thing you ask him was what he does, because there's niggas like me that's out here doing what they got to do to get money, and they're not particularly uh, confident in their profession of choice at the moment. So the last thing you need to do is ask niggas where they work, unless you're trying to get wifed, or you're one of these women that are like, "Oh, these niggas broke. These niggas is broke. I don't like it." If you're not really uh, into that, and you just want to date because you were in school, aka in a relationship. And you just want to see what niggas is talking about. You want to just, as I said earlier, dip your toe into the pooling tin. Now, I mean, just make the conversation real smooth. Now, I mean, lack of smooth conversation is something you don't do. Asking nigga what he does off the top, which is pretty much a gauge how much money he makes, is something that you don't do. Fucking stare at this nigga, stare a hole through his head is something that you don't do. Be wild and comfortable is something you don't do. Keep walking past him is something that you don't do. Um feel entitled that he should talk to you something that you don't do oh and something else you don't do walking up to him and just grabbing his beef you know what i'm saying now maybe you're flabbergasted at the fact i just said that but there are women as an opener that will just walk up to you and just start rubbing on your chest or they'll walk up to you and start rubbing on your stomach or they'll walk up to you and start uh grabbing your beef because i'm not saying that's wrong uh, although that's sexual harassment and you can go to prison but that puts a thought into his head like ah she's trying to give me some buns so if you want some shit to where you're trying to have conversations and talk and really get to uh share inter interpersonal communication with someone uh ain't trying to lock in just a, a fundamental amount of um communication and you're just grabbing his beef or you're just grabbing his chest in his head he's like oh it's lit this bitch trying to give me some fucking kitten consensually because 
what I'm going to not do is promote rape on here or promote being fucking pervy or nothing like that. We're doing things consensually on this side. And if you listen to my goddamn show, if you're not into doing things consensually, you can get the fuck out of here. I don't want you listening to my show. So, yeah. So, things you can do, because I want to just take it a step further as far as what you asked of me. Um, ask them uh, some, like, mad strange, like, yo, are you into poetry? Or, yo, are you into science? Or, yo, uh, what's the last thing you watched on YouTube? Or, hey, uh, what are you drinking? Or do you usually drink this? Or when's the last time you ever been here? Or yo, do you any do you know any food spots? Or yo, do you trust Chinese food? And I mean just something like mad, like off the cuff. And I promise you, if you just open up with some dialogue, it's a nigga's brains to take over the conversation because that's what we're trained to do from birth. If you open it up, I promise you he will close unless he's swagless. And if he's swagless, I just wasted about six minutes of your time. And you need to go to another man that isn't swagless and then implement the fucking advice I just told you to him in hopes that he's not swagless so you can hopefully get some uh, consensual penis. Hopefully that will help, Stephanie. I want to thank you so much for writing in. And should I do another one? Am I feeling froggy? Am I feeling motherfucking froggy? I am feeling froggy. So I'm going to do this. Uh, I just want to make sure that everybody knows what's going on as it's happening. I'm going to do one more email. Then I'm going to do a current event. Then I'm going to do the shout outs. And we're going to conclude the show. We're probably going to run to about 40 minutes today. We're going to go to... All right. I see in the name. Don't say my name or you will experience a lifetime of tequila and Henny as a drink of choice. Did I say to y'all that I hate tequila and I hate Hennessy? If you didn't know, you know now. I hate tequila and I hate Hennessy. Anywho. Hey, Reek. Peace and blessings to you. Okay, you listen to my show. That's what's up. I hope this email finds you well. By now, you've probably gotten some phenomenal fellatio and a couple of bourbon concoctions. I do love bourbon. I do love fellatio. Uh, Continue to live your best life. My question is, what does a girl like me got to do to get next to a man like you? I'm saying I'll give it all up for you, King. My rotation. Let's set up a drink and link and talk more about what interests you with the winking emoji. Love, comma, your future lover. Now, what I will say to you is I believe that you're pandering. You're making a mockery of my show. You know what I'm saying? You don't take my show or my content seriously. I am a sex symbol, and I do mean that shit. And the fact you're giving me this pandering email is unbecoming of you. I mean, how dare you just sully my show this this foolishness. But if it's not foolishness, I don't know what you look like. So, if you get next to me, and I don't know what you look like, I'm not saying that I'm a shallow man, but don't put me in a position to where I have to use my shallow judgment and I'm looked at I'm looked upon as a monster. I don't want anybody looking any less of me. So provide a picture of you of yourself to me. And but you know what? Where I'm at right now, women isn't really the focus. I'm trying to get my life together. As I record this, I'm recording this in my aunt's house. I have back payments on my car. I have so many bills to pay off. I'm trying to make more money. I'm trying to progress out here so I don't go out sad when I turn 30. And I turn 30 in February. So women giving me pandering emails is not the focus right now. My focus is getting my life together. Because 
I'm not going to lie. I do retweets. I read IG posts. Um, I've overheard conversations. And everything that a woman pretty much doesn't like are the boxes that I fill. Uh, not being attentive. Not being emotionally available. Uh, playing games. Not spending a lot of money on me. Uh, not being forthcoming with wanting to pay bills. Uh, and so on and so forth. These are all things that I pretty much do. Know what I'm saying? So, oh. Big one, yo, how the fuck are you 29, 30, 31 years old without your own goddamn house? You don't even got your own spot and you're worried about women. I agree. I don't have my own spot and I do worry about women. And that shit is backwards. So, in order for this to stop, I need to fucking start getting focused. So you and your pandering ass, get the fuck out of here. But if you wasn't pandering, my apologies for being so abrupt. I'm pretty sure you're a lovely young lady. But it's Operation Leave My Aunt's House. That is first and foremost. So, if you have an idea of how I can do so, or if you have an idea of how I can make more money, then we locked in and we in the game. Because the good brother needs to progress. And that's why you even hear this anchor ad in the beginning of the episode. Because I'm trying to make some money without asking y'all for some money. Because I'm not going to lie. The thing the anchor can do is I like this crowdfunding thing, similar to Patreon. And what I'm trying to do is, this is why I'm asking you guys for ratings and shit like that. If I can get the advertisers to pay, and if I can get these other people to pay, if I can get these corporate entities to pay to really sponsor the merch and sponsor the advertising of the show and sponsor the marketing of the show and uh, to pay me, I will never ask you guys for a dollar ever. I'm not trying to go out like that. And I mean, I'm not going to beg y'all for money just because y'all enjoy my show. I ain't going out like that. So by sending these emails, by sending these ratings and doing all that type of shit, telling your friends about the show. As I increase in popularity, I can get these corporate suits, give me the money, and you can continue to listen to me for free and love is love. Thank you so much uh for the woman that actually listens to me and knows that I hate Henny and I hate tequila. And with that being said, let's go to a current event. P-Rock and Skyzoo came out with music. You know the thing about Skyzoo? There's like this, um, there's like this underground, like super underground, underneath the basement floor of rappers. I'm not talking about in regards to how much they make or the popularity, but you need to be in the know to know who they are. So people like Skyzoo, people like Tech 9 people like Murs, people like Blue, people like Rock Marciano. Like there's like, that's like, MF Doom is that you have to be in like in the know to know who they are. If you're just a hip hop fan, but you're not really like locked in as far as like the culture is concerned, these are names that probably won't pop up because they don't have mainstream uh, success or popularity. And Skazu is one of these people that I keep hearing about that have never given his uh, music a chance. I don't even know what he looks like, which is terrible because I'm pretty sure he sold millions or hundreds of thousands of records. I'm pretty sure that he lives off of music. So that's what I need to start doing. Uh, let me know artists that I need to listen to that's in that same realm of people that are popular, probably go around selling out all across the country, all across the world, but people that I'm not really familiar with, like Jeru the Damager. You know what I mean? People in that realm that make money off of music, but they don't have that that mainstream appeal or success. Because I'm very interested in hearing some of their music. Um, I'm not talking about Takashi Six Nine because what he's doing is deplorable, and I've never seen someone that put themselves in their own position and act like they was the victim of it. 
Nobody asked that Mexican nigga to fucking start saying nigga and put 69 all over his body, but here we are. What I do find funny is who's actually not funny. What I do find interesting is Forbes Hip Hop Wealthiest Acts has been released. And I'm gonna go through the top ten with y'all real quick. How much time we got? I got a five more five more minutes before I can numb saying with the numb shame. So the number one person is Kanye West with $150 million. That says a lot. Okay. That's why he's losing his mind again. All right. Uh, he was in debt. He was getting lipo. Things was not going the way he wanted to. Uh, there was a video I remember of Kim Kardashian recording uh, Kanye West putting like the mustard in someone's hot dog or tying somebody's shoe in a limousine. I think it was going outside. All this behind the scenes shit. And um, he was going broke. He was wild on radio. Uh, saying he was $40 million in debt. He fell out of love with Jay-Z and all that type of shit. And now my son is born out of control. So shout out to Kanye West. But I do see why he's doing like this Jesus album. Because if I went from being $40 million to hold, if I went from being $40 million in the hole to being up $150 million literally in a year, then, uh, yeah, I would dye my hair fucking purple and do So Anxious, the gospel version too. Fuck it. Jay-Z made $81 million. Drake made $75 million. Diddy made $70 million. Travis Scott made $58 million, which is why he did that bum-ass documentary. Eminem made $50 million. Shout out to being white. Uh, DJ Khaled made $40 million. Kendrick made $38.5 million. Uh, Migos made $36 million. So what is that? Twelve. That's $12 million a piece, which is fucking dope. Um, Childish Gambino made $35 million. Uh, that's top 10. Then J. Cole made 31 million, Nicki Minaj made 29 million, Cardi B made 28 million dollars, she was stripping four years ago, yo, like, real talk, like, in the clubs, my niggas from the A Center in Amityville have pictures with her, and she's up 28 million, if that's not the American dream, I don't know what is, uh, Swiss Beast made 23 million, and Meek Mill made 21 million, that's what the fuck I like to hear, yo, progression at its finest, and the best thing that I like, that I said, out of all this, is with the exception of DJ Khaled and Eminem, these are all black people. Black millionaires. I don't know. I don't have like a, a stat for this, but there has to be more black millionaires now than ever before. Like there has to be. We need to get Killer Mike, yo. Killer Mike needs to tell us what to do with our money so we can go into the future and our grandkids and great grandkids can have some type of mainstay as far as what to do because the fact that the white people own what's profitable, but the black people are the people that's making it profitable. There needs to be a paradigm shift. And the one person that needs to spearhead that paradigm shift is Killer Mike. I just hope and pray nothing happens to him because the same way they got Nipsey up out of here, the same way they got Tupac out of here, anybody that's a revolutionary that tries to better black people mysteriously get shot and the fucking thing is never solved. And I'm not feeling that shit. Tomorrow, I'm uh, I'm gonna talk about ballers, and I'm gonna talk about um power. And I'm just not feeling how easy it is to commit murder out here. Like everybody's getting murdered, and nobody's getting caught. And I don't know if it's bad writing. I don't know if I'm looking into it. But it should not be this easy for you to be a serial killer, and nothing ever happen to you. I'm gonna conclude with some shoutouts. Uh, do 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 do. Do, 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 do. Oh, we got a few of them. All right, all right. Let me get down to the bottom. Once again, uh, Jack in the Box. Uh, if you don't have ID, if you don't have Twitter and you're just listening to me on whatever, go to Jack in the Box. B-O-C-K-S is all one word. Jack in the Box dot splash that dot com.
Uh, you go to there, you get you pay thirty dollars, and you're gonna be drinking for the whole night. Shout out number one, ninety eight bread underscore. Shout out number two, uh, Francois Sherrick, S H E R I C K. Uh, third one is K I D K Z E Kid Kizzy, King Size Collective out of Canada. We listen every week. Shout out to Canada. Uh, you and Views from the North podcast also give me a lot of love. I need to get to Toronto. You said you listen out of Canada. I don't know if you're in Toronto or not, but if you're not, you need to get to Toronto because that's where the vibes is at. EJ, that is all. Uh, my man with the Yankee fitted, but he's from California, and this Yankee fitted is looking very preposterous. He keeps asking me to play him one-on-one. I'm going to annihilate him because anybody who in their motherfucking Avi has a J. Cole shirt on and an erroneous fucking Yankee hat on has no chance with me playing hoops. Anywho, Caramel Features, that's a fucking childhood friend. I can say a childhood friend because I met her when I was 15. Uh, Caramel Features, her name is Janelle. She's really dope. Um, Someone that's actually looking to change career paths, which is something that I really admire. Uh, she's been doing accounting for as long as I can know. And after doing that shit for a bulk of years and even moving to Houston and coming back, she wants to do something else, which I applaud. And I believe anybody that wants to take their life by the horns and not just go with the protocol of what they think they should do is something that we support here at the Good Brother Podcast. And I say we, but I mean me because I have a big ego because I'm a sex symbol. Anywho, Tez, G-V-N-E. Uh, Jonah coming soon, Dash Kurt. I don't know if you are a rapper of sorts, but if you are, I hope that shit goes platinum. Um, Old Dirty Baby. Old Dirty Baby Face. Uh, shout out MNKN underscore first on his 30th birthday. So I'm going to go to your shit. Uh, West Garth underscore first. Uh, happy birthday, brethren. I hope everything is smooth for your birthday. I also hope that you get some fellatio. <laughs> I am D Spells from Boston, Massachusetts. Shout out to Boston. Shout out to you. Do, 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 do. Is that it for the shout outs? Are we locked in? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Uh, I saw that in the email. I want to make sure I get to you. I'm going to make sure I get to you. Where were you? This is Jumping Out There podcast. From the podcast Jumping Out There, what's up, Reek? Just following up with our Twitter correspondence we love what you're doing over there we followed you on podcast from the he-man woman haters club to the clubhouse to guest appearances on show shameless shout out to tahoe once again although he's weird as hell to now your most recent podcast please shout out jumping out there found on multiple platforms such as apple Podcasts and tell a friend to tell a friend once again that is jumping out there podcast give their podcast a listen and do me a favor everybody please email me Throughout the week, I'm going to be doing this shit every day, and I'm going to make sure I get through all these emails because I want to go into October fresh. So if I get through all these emails, I can go into October with a whole new set of ideas. I'm not going to leave anybody hanging, and we're going to do what needs to be done. With that being said, uh, that is the Good Brother Experience for Monday, uh, 5.1, 5.2 will be released tomorrow. Uh, peace and blessings, pass the dressing, and have a good goddamn day.